Hey guys, as always, the Side Character Podcasts are not experts. These are just our own personal opinions and experiences. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to the Side Characters Podcast, a podcast about diversity and nerd culture. I'm Jordan. And I'm Leah. How's it going, Leah? This term has been so exhausting that last week me and my friends calculated the time until the end of the term. That's how it's going. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's going good when you're just like, how much time do we have left on this? And here's the context. Here's what happens when you're a PhD student. You calculate the time towards end of term, not so that you can get time off, but so that you can just do your own work. Because the two weeks between, the two to three weeks between term ending and Christmas are the best work periods because all you have to do is your own research. It's a beautiful thing and kind of sad. So, yeah. I'm just excited because holiday season's coming up and um, since covid happened i haven't been using my vacation days that much i'm literally calling off from the day before christmas eve until the end of the year so like that's great to have just time for myself but also our christmas kind of got canceled so like i don't know what i'm doing for christmas this year welcome to the joyous club of the living abroad club now everybody's a part of it experience my joy of not being able to go home. we're all orphans it's fine my family already had protocols for skyping on christmas day i'm lucky so what we wanted to do like since we're getting to the end of the year and i mean at least i know i'm busy as heck leah will always be busy because you know phd stuff so we wanted to um do something so that we're doing more of a consistent release every two weeks and we have and we don't have to keep calling off episodes and like having messages out there like hey we're not going to be doing an episode so what we're going to be doing is while we prepare for our bigger more intensive episodes we're going to be doing kind of smaller like topics more contained topics so that we can keep that two-week schedule going so um this week we're going to be covering the topic of quote-unquote does it hold up but we're specifically um we're going to be focusing on an anime that means a lot well that is kind of a big part of both me and leah's life we're going to be talking about full metal alchemist (laughs) and surprise surprise is easy for us to talk about on the fly (laughs) <laughs> part of the reason why we chose it <laughs> yeah it was one of those things where like we started listening what could we talk about that's going to be quick and easy that we both don't have to prepare for but yet both know a lot about full metal alchemist i'm like okay i'm down with that because it's like half my life right now <laughs> yeah it's an easy one for us it's it's very easy because i've watched through both animes multiple times and i've read the manga like once or twice so you know and i in addition to those, have gotten at least three people who have never seen animes to watch it. <laughs> see, so. and that, that's see, Full Metal Alchemist is also like my recommendation. Like, if someone's like, okay, I'm like starting anime, it's like I want something that's going to be good and not like too anime. Full Metal Alchemist is like one of those picks along that's with like Cowboy Bebop. Full, like, we'll talk about it later, but it's a fully fleshed story. Yeah. That's the whole entire reason is that it's a. The author obviously had a story from beginning to end, which yeah. is attractive to many people. Yes, and it's also not 500 to 700 episodes like some of the other 
stories that like Naruto, I like Naruto bleach cough cough or bleach that got canceled and never technically got its last arc um animated whoops I just think it's very funny because literally two days ago Jordan asked me when I stopped watching Naruto or sorry reading Naruto because I didn't watch it um and I couldn't remember if I stopped at 300 episodes or 500 episodes like <laughs> That's how how many episodes there are of Naruto that I can't remember if I got to 300 or 500 in the manga, and it really doesn't matter. Yeah, there there are, what, 700 chapters total? And I think there's, like, maybe a hundred something of Full Metal Alchemist, so, like, it's a little bit, a little bit more contained of a story. Yeah, for sure. So, I wanted to kind of start off and, like define well not necessarily like lay out of the definition as we usually do but kind of like define what we're talking about when we say hold up like does it hold up what are we talking about so like i guess leah what does it mean to you because we might do this for other shows in the future as well yeah. so it's good to start with this so to you leah what does it mean by does it hold up what, what are we kind of talking about with that um so basically like Here's the example I would use as the context. If you introduce this series to another person, will they have the same impression as you did then? Or does because of the new context we're in now, the new day and age we're in, the more open society, more tolerant society, hopefully, does it have a different meaning? Do you look back on it and say, huh, that didn't age well, or stuff like that i think that's what we're saying with does it hold up that is a, to me like kind of the perfect way of looking at it because it kind of takes both of the things that i was going to say is like does it still does it still meet the standards of what we like see today because i know we've kind of as a society grown up a little bit and like your way of saying is like well if you showed it to someone who didn't grow up with it now would they be like, oh, my God, or would yeah. they just be like, oh, this is really good. So, like, does it fit into kind of what today's scrutiny on, like, the views of, like, race, sex, like, gender, all the other stuff, like, does it still, is it going to offend someone, I guess, yeah. is a way of, way yeah. I would say it. Does it age well? Yeah. Has it aged well? Ha yeah, has it aged well? Like, do does it fit into what, like what we've learned over the last 20 however long it's been released i think about 20 years is after the yeah, premiere yeah because it was early 2001 right? yeah it was like 2001 yeah, I, I think or 2003 oh, or something like that oh god I feel we're like we're, we are 100 percent dating ourselves right now i feel so old because as well i just watched a video where someone was talking with someone who was younger and that person was born in 96 and they were like i made my facebook account in 2001 and it was just like, oh, so anyways, random aside. <laughs> and we'll get to like our experiences on, it, on Full Metal Alchemist in a second. But like, so I guess my question to you is like, does it matter to you if something holds up or not? Like, is it a big deal if it holds up? Uh, yes and no. So uh, for me... I have places, I think there's two different ways you can take this. It doesn't hold up for an individual, an outside individual. Um, and I think it does matter. The content that I show other people and the recommendations, like, because I recommend a lot of things to my friends. Uh, yes, that's a thing I take pride in, 
is my recommendations and that I give decent recommendations. Yeah, so I think it's the, um, I recommend a lot of people. It's something I take pride in. So when I recommend them stuff, I want it to be something that is worthwhile of their time. Yeah. Um, and as, but as well, I also take things in the past as a context specific. So I like to think of things in the past that may not have held up completely well, but for the time, I think about the time they existed in, did they push the boundaries? Did they do more than they would have done in the context? Which I think that's what I, is why I'm saying it's both ways, is that for me, I will still, I can still appreciate something and have nostalgia for something that I think has done something for whatever media it's a part of rather than cutting it off and being like wow i won't ever consume this again but when i am putting it outwards to other people i do i do am concerned about what i present to other people so yeah no and and i get that like there are certain things that i know don't necessarily hold up and those are things that i gotta keep close to the chest and know specifically not to recommend or bring up to other people because it's like yeah this is gonna this is gonna strike some bad chords or there, there's like that with like stuff like Full Metal and stuff like that I grew up with that may or may not hold up. It's always stuff that like the stuff I remember is something that had an impact on my life in some way. Some like it's a piece of media that maybe like I really enjoy, maybe had a certain meaning to me, maybe like it like opened my eyes to a certain issue or problem or or just made me feel like less of a weird alone nerd it, it could be anything like that and i guess to me to a point that if it doesn't hold up it does kind of have like an impact to me it does matter to me because it's just like this was something that i previously liked and then like looking back on it it's just like oh lord it's kind it's kind of sad to see sometimes and like to know that by bringing it up or mentioning it to another person, especially today's day and age, it could just be like, yeah, this could upset someone. So it's like, it's something I love is also something that could be upsetting that kind of does have like an impact on me. And like, I guess the other question I has like, does this, could this potentially ruin that property for you? And I, like, I think to me, yeah, sometimes that could, but it doesn't mean that I'll never ever go back to it. And I think, for me as well, I didn't say this, was that the important bit is is the looking back and asking if it does hold up. I think the most important part is being critical. Yes. So is for me, I won't throw something out if it had a place and a context in the time, if that means, but I will always carry around those caveats of well, I know the issues it has. And you should be aware of those. That's, that's the same thing we talked a lot a bit in the romance episode, where we can still take in trash romance. You can still watch rom-coms, as long as you're not taking them as word of law of how you should treat relationships. You know that they're fake. You know that they're not right. You know that they perpetuate some bad shit. That's the thing. That's what you got to have in context. Yeah. So, so I, I don't, like, in this show, I'm not saying, like, hey, you should go back through with a fine-tooth comb on everything that you love and look at it critically and say, 
does this hold up? We'll toss it if it doesn't. I think that like in looking back, like to be to be critical and to understand that times have changed, but also that's not the same as saying that everything that like, you know, has some problematic stuff should be completely burned and tossed to the side. Like, I still think to a point we are allowed to enjoy it, but to also be critical of it and understand yeah. why it could potentially be problematic and like being able to admit that to yourself rather than solely standing up yes and defending it be like oh no it had no problems ever but being like yes it did have problems but it had this impact on my life and that's why i enjoyed it yeah i think that's yeah there's a lot of context where we can be like this had problems but i still enjoy what it did for me and everything else I think important thing of that is there are a lot of things that happen, particularly in in the context of what we're talking about today in anime and, and manga, that aren't okay. And we should have been being very critical of them from a young age. And we're not because we generally are like, oh, well, this must be okay because this is what how it's done. And I think that's a lot in anime and manga that are, like, it's very slow to change. And so that's why it's important to go back and sometimes re-look at those things and be like, why did I think that was okay? And are people still getting this today? And if so, why? Why are they still taking this? Why are they still writing this this way? And push for change. Yeah, I I agree with everything you said there. And, like... it's It's been, like, a battle because, like... Well, not a battle, necessarily... But, like, being able to take it critically. But also, I am a person who does jump to defense very quickly. And so when someone says, oh, yeah, this could be problematic, like, my first reaction internally is, like, how dare you? Exactly. But then it's like, no, I've gotta literally be also- had that conversation. Yeah, I was actually going to bring that up. But it's, like, also to, like, kind of, like, take a step back. It's like, okay, yes, realize that not everything I like is perfect. But I, I remember when, like, I mentioned um, JoJo's, like, they, they talked about, like, some problematic things that could be JoJo's, and, like, my first reaction was to get angry about it. Yeah, no, that was at, that was at, a, that was at a Comic-Con. We went yeah, the to, Toronto we, we Comic-Con. We went to a panel yep. on uh, uh, women in manga and anime, and you were seething. I wasn't seething. Okay, I wasn't seething. I was for... Well, no, it was like for a minute, and then and then you were like, oh, and then you were then you were like critically like it was there was a there was a sweet minute there where you were like losing your mind, and then we're like, oh, <laughs> well, because like I said, it's the, the first thing. thought have- is like, how dare you? It's like you haven't like because like they also admit like they haven't really like watched it. It's like how dare you? You haven't watched it. Blah blah. blah. I know blah, blah blah more than you. And then it's like no 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 no, they're they're right on things it has changed it has gotten better but what they pointed out is a problem and i should recognize that rather than get defensive Mm -hmm. yeah but how dare they how dare they (laughs) i think to the defensive thing it's a very human reaction it's it's very it's normal it's like something that you should recognize and like be able to apologize for but it is it's a very normal reaction it's also tied with nostalgia yeah. So, always in this case, we're we're acknowledging that yes, it's normal to have this reaction, but do always apologize to your friends when it happens. Yeah. yeah. If you like, kind of freak sorry. out on your friends, as I did to Leah with JoJo's, you apologize and you move on. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> this is the first time That's I'm fine. apologizing for it right now. No, I think you apologize then. I'm pretty sure you yeah, did. Yeah, I did. I did. I'm joking. Because you don't ever not apologize. Just saying. I, We're both over apologizing. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love it. Like, you know me so much. Like, you don't ever not apologize. Like, that's the first thing I do. It's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so let's do, like, a brief overview of the Full Metal Alchemist series. I can do this or you can do this. Who, Or we can say I, who does this better. <laughs> let's do a who does this better because... We both have different perspectives. Okay, so I'm gonna start out by saying okay, let's go. I primarily, I primarily read the man- manga. I'm trying to say manga. Have you noticed? Yeah, I have noticed. Manga? That's I haven't commented because I'm afraid it will go away. <laughs> um, I so I've been primarily, I primarily read the manga, um, and I read it as they came came out, and so I love it to death. So basically, Full Metal Alchemist is a story, is set in a world that is similar in a way to um, Germany, particularly Nazi-era Germany-ish world. And um, it follows, and it's a world where alchemy is real, where you can transmute matter into a different matter uh, with the laws of... Uh, what is it? The laws? Equivalent exchange. Equivalent exchange. Thank you. And it follows the story of Ed and his brother Alphonse, mm-hmm. um, who are Ed is a young state appointed alchemist. He passed an exam to be appointed by the state, and his brother, who is actually a suit of armor with a spirit, his spirit attached to it, base his soul attached to it, um, due to a failed experiment to bring his mother back from the from the dead. Um, and yeah, so that's who those two are and it follows their journeys and they basically stumble upon, there's a, there's a large villain. They uncover a plot type thing. Is that too much to say? Yeah, I think, I think we should, well, you should cut off the description now before like you spoil anything. That's all. Well, I mean, yeah. we're going to talk it, about And stuff. it surrounds the other characters in their life, including a set of people who are in the military, on the more military side of the alchemy thing, and a bunch of characters surrounding their life and their goals are basically getting Alphonse's body back. Okay, so here I go with. So the series focuses on two young boys, Alphonse and Edward, who, um, after their mother died, tried to bring her back using alchemy which um this whole thing failed because the law of equivalent exchange says that um to transport matter to one matter you must have an equivalency and it fails to bring their mother back from the dead because what is the equivalent of a soul so in trying to bring their mom back edward loses an arm and a leg and his brother loses his whole body and has to have his spirit transmuted into a suit of armor so the story follows their journey to um, basically get their original bodies back, but doing so, they um, Edward has to become a state alchemist, a state-appointed alchemist, in order to kind of have access to research and everything that will help them along their journey to find what is called the Philosopher's Stone, which is a magical item that can do alchemy with ignoring the laws of equivalent exchange along the way they run into many different characters including their childhood friend winry and also other state alchemists as they try to um you know bring their body back but also uncover this huge conspiracy plot which involves um homunculus and you know 
other a big bad other big, big bad, bad other, other big bad characters and that is and my it's set show. in a and it's set in a Germanic uh, nazi-esque germany style uh country a militaristic germany style country yeah um at, with other regions near it one is which is a desert region and one of which is a uh chinese styled region. and one is which is a russian style um region as well to the north of the wall past oh right yes i forgot about that there was another country there yeah, yeah and to the south there's a middle eastern-esque yeah country nomadic people-esque country region so yes Ishbal, which I, I think you're you did better. <laughs> I, <laughs> Yours no, is much better. I think mine was a little bit more rocky, but like I, th- I think overall we got it together. I, think, I guess <laughs> I think yours was more concise, and you remembered the stuff about the philosopher's stone. Cut out that small gap where you were where you forgot what you were saying, and then you did. <laughs> Don't tell me how to edit. <laughs> you know oh what? gosh, right. that's, oh my okay. so Yeah, where I kind of just like stand as like, what is that thing called again? The philosopher's mm-hmm. stone. So what does this um so 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 yeah, sorry, wow my brain is not yeah. working today. What We're does good. this property mean to you? What 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 does it mean to us? When do you like start so, watching it? Like how has this had an impact on your life? So I don't remember the exact <gasps> year I started watching it, reading it. Um it was around the same time that Brother, it was the same time Brotherhood came out because they were still writing it. It was before then, slightly before then. So, can you get me the date for Brotherhood? Wait, the anime Brotherhood? Not Brotherhood. No, 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 no. The first one. The first Full Metal. When did First Yeah, Full the Metal first Full Metal is not Brotherhood. It's just called Full Metal Alchemist. Sorry. Yeah. It was, give me a second, 2003. Really? What? Is that that early? 2003, yeah. Was the premiere date of the first anime. That doesn't seem right. Sorry. 2000 November 6 2004 was the American anime premiere date. That makes slightly more sense cuz 2006 was when we entered high school? Yeah. Right? Yes. Okay, yeah, okay. All right. Back to context. I started reading it in middle school. Um I might have also watched at the same time the original anime of Full Metal Alchemist, which because the the manga was still being published did not end up following the manga at all. So I just stuck to the manga. And it was one of the first series I ever read in, like, my first ever series was Full Fruits Baskets, but then it was Full Metal. And Full Metal, I've read multiple times since then. It's one of my favorite mangas of all time. I I love it to bits. And, yeah, it it was it's an excellent example in storytelling. So for me, I guess... I'll give a little bit a little bit of background. So I started like really watching anime like well I guess I guess anime entered my life like at a young age, like I think elementary school, when we like me and my brother would be scrolling through TV and like we stumbled upon Dragon Ball and started watching Dragon Ball. And then I remember like so it was Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z in elementary school. Eventually it was like the Toonami block with Gundam and Techi Muyo and like all of and reboot and all that stuff like anime but like i guess gundam dragon ball z well sorry sorry gundam wing specifically g gundam dragon ball z are more of like 
fighting animes where it's like there's not really much substance to dragon ball z like when you kind of boil it down so come along um middle school we get to like adult swim and adult swim starts having animes like inuyasha and stuff and i, I was kind of dabbling and it didn't really like pay too much attention because adult swim was adult and i'm still a child until finally like i had a friend talk about like full metal alchemist i remember like seeing first like seeing full metal alchemist like seeing one of the video games and like the images of like the full body of armor and then like this guy with a robot armor looking really cool so i finally like started dabbling in it which funny story like when i first heard of full metal alchemist i did think that alphonse the big suit of armor was the actual full metal alchemist Oh, which is literally a thing, a joke that happens the butt in of the joke. <laughs> a running joke that happens in the anime. I was also one of those people. Oh, big suit of armor. He's the full metal alchemist. No, it's me. But yeah. it's and then like so since then I like really got into it watching the um, first anime on TV. I remember like when the first anime ended, like I actually taped that last episode on VHS so I could watch it again and again even though it's not that good. It's <laughs> awful. And then I remember when the movie, the um, Conqueror Shabala movie came out, it was um, something that I watched on YouTube back when you couldn't put full episodes of stuff on YouTube. So it was broken down into like nine minutes parts all the way through the movie. And I watched it twice the night it came I out. I want to say I watched it in theaters. That's that's surprising. I yeah, I remember like I watched like the Japanese fan translated subs on YouTube. <laughs> no, I think I watched it in theaters or I rented it from Blockbuster. I can't remember which. Um, one of those two. Um, but but I I also remember like then in high school, I remember like when I became friends with Leah, we talked about Full Metal and like our shared love, and she was like, "You need." to read the manga but i was like i don't want to read the manga because the manga in the first anime have a completely different story so like i want to keep like those separate and just want to and then finally ah. eventually right it, i made the stupidest choice but eventually in college i had like two days off like it was fall break i have like a four-day weekend and couldn't go home because oh i was God, too far away what took you that long i forgot yeah i didn't read it until college and, like, I was like, oh, what should I do? Like, I have nothing to do this week. And was like, oh, you should read Full Monogamous. And then I read the manga start to finish in those four days. <laughs> yeah. And it was so I good. Mean, and it's, like, instantly one of my favorite um, enemies manga. Like I said, I've watched it so many times. I've read it so many times. Like, it's always what I call back to when I'm recommending one or if someone, like, is just getting to anime and wants something that's really good. It has, like, substance and deeper meaning and... So that's kind of why I wanted to do like the talk about does it hold up? Because specifically, it is something that I try my hardest to pass on to everybody I meet. So I guess it is important to make sure that this is not like something that's going to, you know, really upset someone. So this is not uh, me judging you or anything like that. Oh, you totally But are. I love the fact that, but I love the fact that it just took you like five minutes to answer that question. <laughs> it so I love it. Actually, only took me four and right. okay also it literally has such a it is oh, my God, life my dear trash. friend i have the movie even though it's not good once again it's not a good movie don't watch the original watch brotherhood yeah yeah if you're starting and have never seen full metal alchemist before watch brotherhood because it is the actual true to form okay so let's break it down 
because I guess that's part of the brief overview of Full Metal. So Full Metal Alchemist yeah. had a manga that started, and when the manga was still being written, they made it into an anime. And because the manga never finished, the story of the manga in the first anime that's just called Full Metal Alchemist split off greatly. The manga ended oh somewhere God, so around, much. I think, 2009 or something, or 10. Yes. And so then they created a second anime, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, that specifically follows the story of the manga. So many people will say that Brotherhood is better than the first original anime. That's because it actually follows the true story. And that's like the true vision of what Full Metal Alchemist was supposed to be. The other one is very just weirdly produced studio version of what it's supposed to be. It has a really sad it downer lost ending. all humor. And then it, it lost all humor. Lost all the humor, has a downer ending, then has a movie with an even more downer ending than the anime had. Yeah. And not as good characters. Um... Anyways, continuing on, going on to what we think about this. Let's go. Let's go to that. Uh, I love this where you're like, "Hey, Jordan, let's go on." But also, you're the one who's kind of leading this episode. So, could you please go to the next section? Yes. <laughs> I just yes, like this. Like, exactly. let's go on. But like, you gotta, you gotta start it. Yeah, you gotta do it. <laughs> okay. So, so does this hold up? And I kind of wanted to start off like, really, do you think? Just in a general look, before we like break it down, do you think that Full Metal Alchemist holds up? Yes. Initially, yes. I would say yes, it does. I now saying I've rewatched this multiple times helps me say that fact, and also puts in stark contrast how the how the anime and manga industry has not improved as greatly as it should have. The fact that I just continually rewatch it over and over again. Um. I yeah. I think that. There's a lot about it that I think I think does a very good job that was set it apart, sets it apart from many other man- mangas. The amount of character diversity, the uh, how the characters are portrayed, all that stuff. Well, I I, I guess one thing because we talked about in holding up it's like part of it is recommending it to other people and i know that we kind of had a talk a while back about like when you recommended it to a friend and they had some complaints about it so i guess in that like what were the kind of complaints about that yeah i had a friend who i recommended a shoe and then they watched it and then i had the classic i did freak out at them which they are probably listening so i do apologize again for that situation i acknowledge the fact i lost my shit um basically they their main topic was about the character winray and that she they didn't like her because she kind of exists to support ed and that's a more classic role female as a set piece type situation is kind of what they were thinking. Now, that is to say they liked most of the other female characters. They liked Izumi and uh, General ha- General Armstrong. Uh, General Armstrong. Thank you. Thank you. I just wanted to say Hawkeye again. And I was like, that's not right. Um, but yeah, Winray, they had issues with. And issue I had was that I, I really like Winway as a character. And I would say, I would kind of agree in partial to that, is that Winway 
does in many ways exist to support Ed. But in some ways, she has, she broke a lot of other boundaries that she had an incredibly non-traditional job. She was a mechanic. She did more for the story than I think many others do in that situation. But yes, I do acknowledge the fact that she, in some ways, just exists for Ed. Yeah, I, I think it's that, and, and I mean, again, I can't really speak for the author or whatever, but I think it was Winry more as a supporting character in general rather than just specifically a supporting character to support the male character, Ed. But I do see how that could be viewed and I do see that it could be problematic to someone. But I also say that the female characters in Full Metal, they weren't necess- they weren't really portrayed as a lot of anime does as either being weak, either being just there as romance options, or either being just there as like to be like you know sexy characters who like with big flopping boobs all the time. Like I feel like they were both drawn in a way that was um i guess more up to date than typical anime realistic, realistic they were drawn as realistic people they were dra- they were drawn as realistic people with realistic proportions for the most part i mean but i i i and i feel like we we have a lot of the female characters in like you said non-traditional jobs like we have well non-traditional quote-unquote female jobs as other animes will present it where we had mechanics we had um you know generals and just masters and teachers where we would get like the female character being more of the support of the male master rather than being the like sensei themselves and i I, well and izumi as well i really appreciate izumi for the fact that she's a housewife she's both in a traditional female role and not in a traditional female role and she is both. and i love how that is like her tagline it's like who are you i'm a housewife and then beats the crap yeah. out of someone and i, and I, I like yeah. how the female characters i guess to me they were strong female characters without being like the trope of oh this female only lifts muscle and can't do anything else other than lift weights and be strong strong but like i i think that like they made well-rounded female strong female characters in many different situations yeah that is the thing that i do appreciate the small moments that you do get like there are several conversations between winray and hawkeye risa hawkeye that i think are excellent done talking about death and how and war and shooting people and like them combining together as as Winray wanting to help people and Risa wanting to present that other militaristic side was very interesting. Like I also see that same argument of like being there to support a male character thrown at Risa Hawkeye because like for the to a point she is like solely loyal to Roy Mustang and is specifically like kind of always supporting and making sure that he makes it her to his best and really outside of that doesn't have too much of like her own agency to a point i guess yeah but at the same time they do break the bechdel test and that thing is that both those characters are the two that are most supportive of the other people but the author does give them their own like points of 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 interest and storyline like the whole storyline of Winray dealing with her parents death through scar 
is a unique point that is specific to her. Which um, maybe it's more in, uh, maybe it's better written in the manga, but those interactions are specific to them. They're only there. They're only for those two in that interaction is that you don't get, a, actually that might be a thing, that you don't get much of Riza's history in those flashbacks as you do in the manga. Yeah, and also along the lines of like she's just there to support a character, but that whole team of people, their sole objective is to support Roy because, I mean, it's presented they're soldiers, so they are supporting their commanding officer. So I see it to a point more as that, especially towards, like, there's a scene towards the end where, like, Riza, she's specifically a sniper, and so there is a point at the end where she is throwing out coordinates and Roy Mustang is firing in that direction as a spotter would do for a sniper, and I think so she is more of specifically supporting on a team as a specific role rather than just there to support a male, if that makes sense. Yeah. So the other thing that I want to say that I think that it holds up. So in watching anime, I've watched things like, well, Full Metal Alchemist falls into the genre of shonen anime. And one trope that shows up a lot in shonen anime is, as we've talked about many times before, the pervert trope. And I think one thing that ruined, like, well, that is kind of ruining um, anime slash manga that I've been into recently, My Hero Academia, is that same pervert trope because you have to have this character who is just horrible to women and that's played off as a laugh. But I don't, think that that same pervert trope exists at all in full metal and i know that people point out the one scene where um mustang asked havoc how he could fall for a trap that being like lust tricking him into you know basically getting into the military archives and he's like it's because i like big boobs but outside of that there's never a time where a male praise on a female character or is looking up her skirt or touching a woman and it's never played off as laughs that's never some like the pervert trope is not something that i think exists outside yeah. of that moment of him being very honest was like yeah i fall for fell for this like attractive woman of course because i'm an idiot <laughs> yeah and well and i would say as well the character who at the beginning i didn't like how he was portrayed was Armstrong. I keep forgetting if he's a colonel. Colonel Armstrong? That doesn't seem right. Lieutenant? Lieutenant Armstrong. Which one is Lieutenant. He? Thank you, Lieutenant. So I didn't originally at the beginning like how he was portrayed because he off he kind of fits into Sorry. Those major Armstrong. I'm sorry. Oh my god, it's Major. Jesus Christ. I feel like an idiot. It's Major Armstrong. Um because he's portrayed often how mangas tend to portray effeminate gay people mm. um that is that is an actual like trope that happens just look at one piece for god's sake yeah. um and it's a really just kind of offensive trope and originally you the way they treat armstrong he definitely falls into that, and I didn't like him at first, but the author does take care, as you go through the series, 
to contextualize Major Armstrong, which is very nice to me, is that thinking on that, I didn't like Armstrong at the beginning because it was just like over the top and whatever. But as you go through, you realize that Armstrong has issues with how he perceives himself with in relation to his family yes. and struggling with that. And he is really too soft to be in the military. Um, he wants to be doing something else. It's, it's, he's given a lot of, like, all of the characters in this series are just given a lot of depth. Like, just thinking on it is that how they're fleshed out as people is incredibly complex. Like, if this was in a written format or a TV show, they, it's like every character has full characterization, which is very impressive considering that fact is that like, yeah, at the beginning I didn't like Armstrong because he could have been that one dimensional character because he's Armstrong's the guy who, when he appears, rips off his shirt to give and, you a hug and, and then cry. flexes and there's sparkles around him, which I always Yeah, He's always when, sparkly. You know. Well, but it, it, when it, I don't like tropes longstanding like yeah. that. Like I, I love really in-depth characters. Yeah. And he survives outside of the trope and like, what you're saying, like a lot of the hugging, the flexing and showing like, ah, yes, I'm strong and wall of muscle is he does that a lot for morale where he does that yeah. to encourage the other men. It's like, yes, be strong and indomitable, even in these like hard and scary times, you need to stand up. And like you're saying, it also deals with how he views himself. And especially when it comes to his family, more specifically his sister, who is like this, who, unlike him, is not soft and is just, like, complete fortress well, of a woman. his family <laughs> treats him kind of yeah. like he has to be that. Yes. As well, there is a moment quite early on in the first, I want to, it's so when it's, it's when the fifth laboratory incident happens where you actually see him switch out of that for the first mm -hmm. time and where he turns on the series. Yes. And it it was it's an impressive switch to see him going to from this like kind of joke character to immediately like no, he's actually good at his job. <laughs> and I think it's rare it's like the Genki girl which we've talked about on previous episodes where often those characters aren't given multiple dimensions. He's been given that. That's that's oh uh, yeah. And I, and I guess you, you get a lot of depth for him, too, when, like, they do show the flashback of the war and, like, you see him, like, truly struggling. He's, like, curled up and crying because, like, he can't do that. Like, that's not who he is, someone who just, like, exterminates others for the, like, based on the will of the government and, like, I don't know. He's a very deep character outside of the flexing and muscles and like what you're going to see initially when you start watching it is just this big character who flexes. It is like the ginky girl of men who flexes and it's just like, ah, yes, look at me. But he's a, they're all very deep characters. Armstrong, Major Armstrong is he's one that I've always truly himbo? loved. What? Is he a himbo? No, that's not He's right. not a himbo, no. He's a, I'm sorry. Minky. He's me. a man ginky. I don't know what to call it. Anyways, but I also think for a series as well that, um, is about militaristic, is kind of violent. It was. Definitely falls into a violent category. Has very violent moments. Does not have violence, that much violence. I, I can't, no, let me rephrase this. Sorry. I can't currently think of a moment where there is sexual violence against oh, women. Oh, no, no. Or anything like that. 
but still maintains there are multiple moments in that series where it pulls at you for how much trauma and hurt there is and gets that sense of violence and a war because there's war context in it that it does that without seeming unnecessary in many contexts especially about unnecessary towards women at least in my mind it doesn't really follow too many of the anime tropes and like the like few things that are tropey in there the characters have way more depth than just being that trope like we've seen and talked about in other things like how kind of we were mentioning armstrong as the genki girl we also have like Armstrong is a ginky girl. It's just really funny to me. We also have like the small, annoying character who, like the um, I forget what her name is, May. Oh, May. May. Yeah, who, May who's like the small, high pitched, annoying character, but like she also has way more depth than just being that character. Where it's like, oh no, she truly wants to find the philosopher's stone so that she can help her country out. Because if it falls into the wrong hand, things can go very wrong. And she just wants to do this for her tribe. So being the small, annoying character, also a badass fighter, mind you. She's not just that trope. She has so much more going on for her. You kind of see that past the initial meetings with her. And also her panda is great too. So I guess another point that I wanted to kind of look about as I've kind of heard towards other animes is like how they handle people of other cultures. And I guess one big part of that are the Ishvalans. And they're kind of in a to a point the analog for middle eastern characters yeah they're they're like a nomadic people which i do appreciate the fact that they're not given an exact analog to middle Mm -hmm. eastern people unlike the chin chin i want to say people who are the people who are the uh chinese analog the chinese chinese analog Mm they i think they do a good job on that front of not putting forth an active actively trying to portray a stereotype hmm. i want to say it's hard to describe but uh, like there's some like the robes and the fact that they're nomadic and worship a different god is about the extent but hmm. overall it's more about the culture itself that the author creates and, and, and i guess the thing that like that i think holds up about them is like specifically like the way they're portrayed because one side there was this big war before the anime started where these people were attacked and like there was the war they call it the ishvalan war there was a genocide yes the ishvalan war of extermination where they were yeah pretty much wiped out but like and then you get like these characters believing like these stereotypes because those are stereotypes presented by the government but then as you go on you see them as people you learn about their culture you learn about the individual Ishwalan characters and even scar like you learn about his belief system and all of this and he becomes a character rather than just a stereotype or just that villain character or just the Ishvalans, as a lot of other animes would have handled them as being like the bad guys or this certain group of people and never really given death to. And I think that's like, that holds up. Like we're seeing other cultures can be people, can be characters, can matter without being just 
under the blanket of we're all is fallen. So oh, I just remembered a character, okay. um, the guy who runs the shop. Oh yeah, at in Rush Valley, that guy doesn't hold up. That guy's the effeminate, the effeminate stereotype, and that guy doesn't hold up. I guess. See, to to a point, I would disagree because in my mind, from what I remember of the manga and the show, yeah, he was effeminate, but it was never pointed out as being a bad and or a weird thing. It was just who his character was. Like they never, to what I remember, they never made fun of him for being effeminate. No, they don't. But the fact is, is that that is a trope yes. is common in manga, at manga, and. It shouldn't exist as a trope. So <laughs> I agree that they don't that they don't make fun of him, but also it was unnecessary to include. I, I I'll agree with that. It was unnecessary to include, but I don't think he to me, I don't think he was offensively presented. Yeah. But I, I, I get it. It's a trope that happens. We have that a lot. I can think of like four off the top of my head, but I don't think that it was offensively presented it's more it's more the it's perpetuating yes. the idea that that's the only way you can portray a, a non-heterosexual man yeah. in manga so but anyways uh yeah the ishwalans are handled well the chin as well interesting the only thing i would add is that in in this case, the author made an interest, like a good decision in the fact that they separated countries as being pretty homogeneous in type of character. So in the case that it's a fantasy world and it's clearly a fantasy world, they've divided themselves into the, each country is very homogeneous in appearance and that thing, which like in reality yes you could probably stand we don't know the context of these countries they could be more diverse but that could make sense they do show a range of different countries but they could make sense to in that context if the countries are largely homogeneous in appearance mm -hmm. i guess because we're kind of coming up on time i guess overall there there are some issues some some and I, I will say minor to me in my own personal opinion minor yeah. as opposed to what i've seen elsewhere i think that the things that were brought up were handled well and i think that the yeah. characters have depth without just being that trope that would have happened in so many other animes but with anime as a whole i think that there are things that are going to come up but I think Fullmetal Alchemist handles them well. So I guess if... <laughs> and to, to quote to quote, quote Brian David Gilbert, they're not characters who are a single a single trait and a penchant for violence. They're, they're not those characters. That's, that's, and that's, yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm just, just saying that the way you finish that. that sentence. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Oh, well, maybe I cut out. Uh, but what I was going to say is just, so I guess we need to reach a verdict. Leah, do you think Full Metal Alchemist holds up? Yes. I, I think so as well. I think it holds up, and I think it is a wonderful step into the um, anime world. And I also think that if you are listening to this for some reason and haven't watched Full Metal, I think 
you should give it a try if it's if anime and like worlds with magic and mystery are up your alley note it also we haven't actually spoiled much so you're still good what was your note note that it does get dark at points but i think overall it is probably just just a brilliantly done work of art so I, I think it's worth giving it a try yeah i just wanted to point out if you haven't seen it episode 13 is incredibly dark you just gotta power through it it does get better it it does but also recognize that literally everybody who loves full metal knows that episodes in dark and when they talk about it people still say too soon so yeah it, it's it's dark and it's literally one that if you mention Full Metal Alchemist to any anime fan, everybody knows exactly who Nina is. It's become a meme. Yes, which is kind of tragic, but like, yeah, everybody knows. Well, who Nina in is. a meme, in in the fact that people will say it's too yeah. soon to talk or about. Also it. have, but yeah. So yeah, that's gonna be our little wrap up for what I want it to be a shorter episode, but we see how that lasts. It um. As always, Leah, what have you been doing recently? Oh, God. This has been too soon. I haven't had an intake of You're things, the one who wants but... to record off, dude. It's been too soon. What the freak are you talking about? Well, it's been busy, all right? So, um, the only new thing that I've watched this week, I've watched a lot of old stuff or continuing to watch the series that I love and I'm obsessed about, um, but the is the series Ghosts? It's a TV series, British TV series, but on by the people who did Horrible Histories. It's pretty funny. Um, I've enjoyed it so far. Yeah, it's a good comedy. It's a fun time. Oh, great. That was... That was... I recommend for a good comedy, yeah. That's all I got. I have way too much I'm stuff boring. on my list when it comes to video games, reading material, and TV shows. So that will probably be like 10 years from now. So when I watch it in 10 mm. years, I'll let you know how it is. Yeah. Um. So what I've been doing uh, since this is the anime episode, I wanted to talk about it anime. But I've been watching the anime Great Pretender on Netflix. Personally, I think it's really good. Um, it's basically about like a Japanese con man who basically gets wrapped up into a French conman's like team, and they basically run cons all over the world in order to like take down the rich and help out the downtrodden. So they're kind of like the Robin Hood type of gang. But it's it's very good. All the plots are extremely intricate and fun. I, I like I like the characters. I like how they give each of the characters depth to their own little con as you go through the series. I was very disappointed this week because it's on Netflix, but they for some reason decided to do it in two halves, season one and two. And I thought this weekend season two was coming out on netflix but it's not until the 25th that season two will be out so i have to wait a couple more days for it but it's really good extremely colorful the music is really fun and i think just all the characters are really really well presented in it and yeah it got me gripped from the first second nice. so that's pretty much all i got is there anything else you got leah no oh. not at this point okay. Okay, and that's been the show. We'll be back with a little bit some more intensive episodes. But for now, here's a short one for you, and we will catch you all later. Bye. Bye.